in Football Focus last Saturday, uh, and a coach was being interviewed um, and asked about the success of his team. And he said it was important that the players were good people. Footballers are role models, he said, um, and it's vital that they are good human beings. I wonder what you think of when you think of the word good. Because we talk about good books and TV programs and good food. Good is a word that we use for almost everything, and therefore the danger is that it loses its meaning. And what does it mean for God to be good? When we talk about God's goodness, we mean his moral excellence. This means who he is and what he does. His motives, his intentions, and actions. God's goodness is one of his attributes in the same way that God is merciful, compassionate, patient, and holy. We believe he's also good. At the same time, all of God's attributes are good. They seek good in what they achieve. We've not got time this evening to unpack the entire psalm, but we can see God's goodness here in two more specific ways, in creation and salvation. The God who creates, we look at verses four to nine. Out of God's goodness, he creates the heavens and he spreads out the earth upon the waters, verses five and six. Last week, I had the pleasure of being at a wedding in Italy um, and the venue was in a castle set on the side of a hill uh, in a lovely little Italian town. And so many people were looking at the venue, this beautiful building built by the hands of men, and it was great. But the true beauty was as you looked out of the castle um, to the kind of east coast of Italy with kind of the beautiful serene sunset and the mountains etched into the background. And he created them. He etched the mountains in the distance. The psalmist said he spread the land out upon the earth. And maybe this summer you've seen God's goodness in creation. Maybe you've been to America or Africa or some other beautiful, unique continent. Maybe you've not gone that far, actually, and you've just been to the borders for your holiday or Perth, glorious in its own way, given as God's good gift to us. So he made the heavens and the land and the sea. He also made the sun and the moon and the stars. And he didn't actually need to either, but he did for us. Creation points to the glory and wisdom of God, yes, but it's also for our enjoyment. How amazing is that? Like, how often do we think about God's goodness through his creation, through the things that he's made for us? After each sunny day, or when we hear a bird song, or when we see a picturesque sunset. The kind of beauty that we see in God's goodness just in Scotland here alone. So God's goodness is revealed um, also as he provides for all that he has made. In his common grace, uh, verse 25 tells us that he actually gives food to every creature. But not only that, he actually causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. Did you know that on average, the UK spends around 162 billion pounds a year on food? It's a lot of food. And not all of those households that are receiving that food are giving thanks to the goodness of God for all that he gives. And yet he still gives them good things, even though many reject him. He not only provides them food, but he actually sustains their lives. God holds together and sustains the universe by the power of his word, Hebrews tells us. He actually gives humans the very breath that they use to curse and reject him. It's like me helping you to insult me 
but on a more magnificent scale. God's goodness fills our hearts with joy, brings us food and family and sex and sports and medicine and much more. Yet the Lord needs nothing or expects nothing in return. He just gives out of the goodness of his own nature. So we see God's goodness as he provides for all that he has made, but we also see it as he rescues his people. And this is my second point, the God who saves, verses 10 to 25. No event in Israel's past reminded them of God's goodness and faithfulness as much as the Exodus. The psalmist wants to remember God's goodness by reminding them of God's salvation. And he does that by reminding them of how God, with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, miraculously rescued them from slavery. God and his goodness, uh, he made the first move. He approached them. It was the Lord that heard them crying, and it was the Lord that was concerned about their suffering. We read about that in Exodus 3. And it was he who reached down to them in his goodness. See, God in his goodness, he pursues and he rescues his people. And in this instance, he saved them from slavery. But God's goodness extends even further than that. Yes, he saves them physically, he saves them from slavery, but he also commits himself to a people. The psalm opens by saying, give thanks to the Lord, verse one. And when we see the Lord in capitals, it isn't just telling us that that God is our ruler, which he is, it's telling us something even more important. It's telling us his name, Yahweh, or Jehovah, you might have it written down. When we see God's name, we're reminded of God's promise to be faithful to those he's committed to. Some of you were here um, at uh, Sarah and Ed's wedding yesterday, um, and Wayne pointed to the ring, saying that the ring was a, a symbol of their marriage, of their promise to one another, of their covenant. Well, in the same way, when we see God's name, it's almost like a symbol to remind us of his goodness and of his faithfulness towards those he is committed to. And that's why the psalmist reminds us throughout this psalm, 26 times, in fact, that his love endures forever. That love there is, in the original, is a covenant faithful love. God's goodness is revealed as he commits himself to a people, revealing his name and promising to be their God and take care of them. So God, through the Exodus, rescues the people that bear his name, but he does even more than that. As incredible as the Exodus was, it never fully dealt with the consequences and the power of man's fallenness. This Exodus event is is an echo, it's kind of pointing us forward. God's goodness is most clearly seen in the face of his son, in his life, death, and resurrection. As God rescued the Israelites from slavery, so Christ rescues us from our slavery to sin. And as God miraculously brought the Israelites to the promised land through the Red Sea, so Christ miraculously brings us to God the Father through his death on the cross. And just as God defeated the enemies of the Israelites during their wanderings, so Christ defeated our greatest enemy, Satan. God's goodness continues towards all he has made. We've seen that, but especially to those that he has committed himself to, to those who bear his name. After all, it's to those who love him that the Lord promises to work all things for good, Romans 8, 28. So this is an evening of prayer. How do we respond in light of this passage, of these truths. And you might want to pray a prayer of thanksgiving. Maybe you want to thank God for his goodness towards you, uh, his goodness of creation, the natural beauty and creative genius that we see all around us. 
Maybe thank him for his gracious provision to all regardless of our behavior or worthiness. Are you actually trusting in Christ this evening? Have you experienced God's saving power as you've been freed from sin? If not, you should turn to him tonight in repentance and having faith that God made a way through the cross. Maybe you want to lift a prayer of praise to the Lord tonight as creator and redeemer. Praise him that he not only creates but sustains all that he has made um, and that he would be willing to identify himself with a people and reveal his name to them. And more than that, that in Christ he would subject himself to death on a cross to bring men and women to himself. Maybe you want to praise him about that tonight. Well, let's, let's think about mission. If you're trusting in the gospel yourself, then surely you want others to come to know this Christ. You want others to be welcomed into this great family that we're involved in. Maybe then you want to pray for the gospel to reach friends and family, those that you're witnessing to at the moment. Maybe you need boldness um, to share the gospel with them. We could pray for churches like Abbey Moore that are seeking to be planted, those that want to reach the gospel in the highlands, and many others. Maybe yours is a prayer of confession tonight. Are you doubting God's goodness and you actually need help to see that he is good towards you and towards all he has made? Maybe you need to ask him to see that actually all God is is good and all he does is good too. Maybe you don't doubt his goodness, you just forget. And actually you need to be reminded of his goodness towards you, all of the good things that he gives you, particularly his son.